Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Today we're talking about financial planning tips from the perspective of a dad. You know, dads traditionally taking on the load for pretty much everything, making sure our finances in check, making sure the family has a sound financial plan uh, through the ups and downs. And, you know, we pretty much expect dads to take on a lot in this day and age, right? So what does a modern dad think the role of the family can be when it comes to prioritizing financially? Brian Tan is a CEO for the Center for Fathering. He tells me he's also CEO for two movements, Dads for Life and Moms for Life. He's very interested in the whole area of fatherlessness and he dedicates his skills to serve and support fathers to become better leaders in the family, in the workplace, even in the community. Uh, We're going to ask him what he hopes to see when it comes to fathers in Singapore and their identity and their role um, when it comes to finances in the family and fortifying resilient families here in Singapore as well. Brian, good morning and welcome to Money and Me. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so let's find out a little bit about you. Being CEO uh, is a full-time job for you, for all these different causes and the Center for Fathering. But let's get to know you as a dad. Um, how were you fathered and how has that impacted the way that you choose to parent? Well, I had a really great dad. He worked really hard for the family. He provided for us. In fact, um, probably the first time for my family to actually complete my tertiary education. So from there, I realized the importance of education. Looking at him, uh, honoring his parents, uh, that's where I picked up Peter Paiti and how to always honor my parents, uh, regardless of the circumstances, mm-hmm. and to provide well for them. So I've learned how to be a provider for them. What I had the opportunity to also see is how masculinity is uh, defined very differently for us today. Today, we're expected to do a lot more. We're expected to provide emotionally for our family. We're expected to involve our spouses and even our children uh, in, in, in matters related to finance, right? Financial planning and all because mm-hmm. it, everyone needs to have the same uh, level of understanding for, for it to be a success. Well, in that's interesting. You know, you remind me of an interview I did with Ho Kwon Ping once and he mentioned that his mother really was uh, the financial planner in the family. So there was there was a generation where fathers worked hard and then gave the entire paycheck to mothers who then was the bank of the family. Was that the situation with your dad? <laughs> yes, I think that's pretty much the same situation I had. I see my grandmother doing that. I mm. see my mom being like, you know, the CFO at home. Today, I'm fortunate that, you know, my wife and I get to uh, share that responsibility and to also impart financial literacy skills to our children. Wonderful. So when you think about financial planning and families today, right, who should be involved in the decisions? Everybody? Well, I think as a start, (laughs) as a couple, we kind of need to know what our plans are, what our goals are financially uh, at every life cycle stage of our children's life because it kind of evolves and it changes. I still recall at the very beginning where we were we were just starting off just as a couple. Mm. Um, our financial uh, aims were very different. We were into wealth accumulation. We were into, you know, getting uh, multiple sources of income, right. uh, getting our money to work harder for us. Mm. I was a really aggressive investor. When my first child came, I became a little less aggressive. I wanted to 
make sure that we have uh, enough uh, buffer on hand to manage a, a couple of months of our family expenses. And I started to think about building some form of legacy for my children. Oh. When I had more children, the focus changed change again where we started to realize that we need to ensure that you know our, our children are cared for when we are no longer around, when we are no longer able to provide financially. Mm. That, you know, our kids don't, I mean, we have four kids today, so we don't want to, them to ever end up in a situation where they start to bicker over the assets mm. and how to manage the money. And also that's why financial literacy for them is really important. Wow, four kids, that's unusual in Singapore. You know, Brian, a lot of... Um, Men in particular feel like they have to get the financial puzzle right, maybe. And men and women, I think, before they start a family. So you have 27 years of leadership in management. You worked in the armed forces, was it? Public service and the non-profit sector. Were you working in those sectors or were you providing training to those sectors? I was working in those sectors. I had the opportunity to provide services, consultancy services to a lot of, um, I mean, all three, the public, private and uh, people spaces. So I have learned a lot from all the people that I met in all aspects of life. Mm, I can imagine. Um, I guess my question is, before starting your family, were you still an employee or by that time were you already your own boss? And were you thinking, you mentioned diversifying source, different sources of, of income and revenue. And what was that for you? Okay, so while I was still a public servant uh, with, the, with the Ministry of Defence, I had the opportunity to have a stable career and we had children then. We had two kids while I was there. Mm-hmm. I had the other two kids after I left and entered the, the volatile non-profit organisation. My perspective towards family building at the time was, I, I knew that my wife always wanted to have children. I was hesitant because I, I wasn't sure how much it was going to cost. So we, we did have conversations about, you know, how much is enough for us? Mm. And when we actually came down, did the crunching of the numbers, we realized that we didn't need to have a lot in order to, to start a family. If we have the proper planning, if we did the, our budgeting right, and if we adopted good discipline in mm. the way we manage our finances. Yeah, a lot of key words there. Planning and discipline, I think, being key ones. When you talk about planning for a family, and the finances in the mix as well. How do you decide on your priorities? You say it doesn't cost much. I have people freaking out that it's going to cost 181000 per child per year just for nappies or something like that. Um, how do you go about prioritizing before you make the decision to grow your family? <laughs> okay, so there were three things that, that have always been on my mind and I, and, and I say this uh, because I, I learned it from a lot of people in the finance sector and the uh, financial advisory firms. The first thing was really protection, right? Uh, I wanted to make sure that we have uh, sufficient coverage for all the health, I mean, for healthcare, for all the medical care that we might chalk up. And also we make sure that we, we, are, we are insured for all uh, hospitalization, accidents and, and, and all forms of uh, illnesses. That, that was the first thing that we look at. Next was really having an understanding of uh, the kind of lifestyle that we wanted to have with our children. And that's where we kind of need to have a conversation about you know, how much is enough. The third one was really about you know how much were we prepared to leave for our kids, and that's when we started looking at ways to make sure that you know we don't just rely on just a source of income. We look at because my wife she's a business owner, so she's uh, in the process of uh, you know building different businesses to uh, not just provide different streams of income, but also hopefully at some point if the kids would want to take on some of the businesses, they could. Fantastic. Uh, moving forward, myself, mm. I was just 
focused on growing the uh, making the money work harder for us. So I was fully invested. I mean, I was looking at investments through professionally managed stocks, commodities, getting myself into the stock market just to you know hedge against inflation and rising costs of everything else. So that were the kind of things that we that we looked at to make sure that we had in, that we will have avenues to continue to sustain the kind of our lifestyle that we wanted. And we always live below our means. Mm, Okay, so that's key. Keep the money that you have. Do you think investing in a portfolio, some sort of financial education should be an important part of any mum or dad's approach to, to growing a family? Should that be part of family planning? Yes, I think it's important because I mean we we, we pick up our own skills about finances, understanding uh, how money moves in our world. Um, I think it's equally important that our children understand that too. We were fortunate that we chanced upon a game cash flow right, by Robert Kiyosaki some years back. That it was an interesting game. It helped our kids to understand that you know you you, ju- you don't just get an income from employment, you also get income from businesses from from all sorts of other streams like stocks and everything else. So they understand that, you know, how money moves in our world. And I think more importantly, we were, we had the opportunity to also help them to understand that money or finances is just a means to an end, the desired outcomes that we wish to have for our families or through our relationships and of life and how it is just a means and it's, it doesn't define who we are. So we made sure that we focus a lot on the identity of our children, how they are, unconditionally loved and accepted within the family so that they always feel secure and well provided for. Wonderful. Cashflow is a great game. Uh, (laughs) A great board there. Board game by Robert Kiyosaki. I wonder, you know, because it talks about real world investing, different revenue streams, understanding a personal financial statement. The tagline of Cashflow is how to get out of the rat race. So do your children, (laughs) what do they want to be? Do they all want to be entrepreneurs? No, it's uh. <laughs> I think the good thing about the game is uh, it, it provides uh possibilities. It, it stretches the imagination. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they can hold on to employment. They can choose not to. They have options. So what we want them to see are uh, possibilities to see options, and we want them to know that they have options Wonderful. and they have agency that they can invoke. And they just have to be mindful about accepting the consequence for every choice that they have. But they have a choice, and they should invoke it. You know, when it comes down to choices, that most clearly exhibits in our life when we choose to spend or not spend, right? Mm. Uh, What sort of expenses are deemed unnecessary in your family? And do you think that families can sometimes overlook which could be eliminated, unnecessary expenses in your book? In general, what we are really mindful about are our needs and our wants. We try to impart that to our kids to help them to understand what are needs, what are wants. Mm. So for me, I mean, my kids know that I I love barbecue. I mean, we used to have an old gas grill that has uh, been decommissioned. And I've always been wanting to get a gas grill again, but I'm just holding back because I know that that is just a want. It's not not a need. And there's there's an opportunity cost for getting something like that. And I I paint it to them like, you know, this is going to... uh, take up a lot of visits to, you know, your, your, your favorite team parks and all. Do you really want me to get a gas grill? And they say no. <laughs> so they're not big fans of barbecued food? <laughs> um, <laughs> they are un- until they realize that there's an opportunity cost when it comes to, in- to getting a nice grill versus wow. uh, how many um, the, how many places of interest it could go to. How old are they to be able to understand the consequences of spending versus not spending? How how old were they when you started to, I guess, talk to them about money in this way? 
Um, I think from from my recollection, my child was able to understand even when he was five. So at five, he he could understand wants and needs. Wow. Uh, he could understand opportunity costs. He could understand because, because I bring them grocery shopping, and I don't exactly have brand loyalty to certain things. Mm. Uh, I always look at what's on. I mean, which brand goes on sale for the week, and and I grab it. So like complex breakfast cereals, right? Whichever's on sale, and 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 these and from a reputable company, you know, we will go for that, and we would we won't just buy a particular brand just because we like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Take them shopping, involve them in the, the buying decisions. I'm speaking with Brian Tan, CEO for the Centre for Fathering. He's also CEO for two movements, the Dads for Life and Moms for Life. Brian, what are some problems you think families face when planning financially in this day and age? One of the biggest challenges I, I find is to do it alone. So at the beginning when I, when I tend to, you know, try to manage the finances and all and, and do financial planning on my own, I find that uh, it was hard to convince my wife to come alongside because we have different views about it. Mm. And we have learned since to you know, have constant conversations, especially at significant life cycle stages of our family, of our marriage and our children, to have those conversations because our financial needs uh, change, our financial objectives change. And once we could have an understanding, that's where we were able to agree on certain objectives, on certain strategies. The next thing is, of course, is to make sure that our kids understand why uh, we manage money the way we manage uh, in our home. So that, you know, there's, con- there's, there's congruence in the way we view uh, money. There's congruence in a way that we ensure that uh, money doesn't become central to who we are. It doesn't replace our identity or even... Um, aspirations and it doesn't strain the relationships within the family. Well said. Uh, For many mums or dads listening in and they're worried about possible recession, food prices going up, consumer prices rising, interest rates rising as well and that impact on their mortgages or their ability to grow the amount um, they have invested in property here in Singapore. So given this context where we are right now with the economy um, and with prices, what are some tips that you have for families for their financial success moving forward? One of the things that we constantly do within our family is to solicit views uh, from from friends who are in the financial sector. So read up a lot to understand the kind of macro um, economic landscapes that we are in, even geopolitical, to understand what what's coming up. And to have those conversations in the home so that, you know, it doesn't allow, you know, unnecessary anxiety to build up. Uh, at the same time, we have all seen escalating costs in, in, in so many aspects. And my finance friends will say, you know, there are many ways to uh, mitigate against that, to hedge against that. You know, you invest in uh, certain commodities, you go into various uh, equities, we scale down on our expenses. We also uh, make sure that we you know we have uh, enough buffer today in, in, in our savings to tie through maybe three to I mean for us I try to maintain six months uh, living expense for the family as savings and make sure that uh, we have enough I have enough of my investor funds that could be taken out easily that could be made more liquid I also we also watch the kind of uh, insurance that we have yes it's about we wanted to invest for the future but we also make sure that we don't put so much in there such that we don't have enough to capitalize on good opportunities in this 
current uh, economic situation. So in this market, as an investor, are you focused on capital preservation or do you think there is still hope? There is still an ability to make market given um, you know, difficult market conditions at present? Yes. So uh, on one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, preservation. On the other hand, I'm also looking for good opportunities because uh, we know that there are a few good uh, buys or there are a few good uh, companies that uh, um, has come down to pretty good uh, value and that's where I'm going in. But because I don't really have time to, to really look at this, look monitor the market as I as I used to do, I depend a lot on my my friends who are managing my fund professionally to do that. And I think that's where that community is important. Uh, we kind of need to build that community uh, even in uh, for finance related uh, matters, so that we have enough counsel, we have enough support. Wonderful. And, you know, we started with you sharing a little bit about how fathers provide in this day and age and the expectation for fathers to also provide emotionally. And I wonder what can we do, you know, as daughters or or wives to help fathers in this day and age with the role of fathering? I have to confess to you, frankly, Michelle, and everyone listening in, that it is my wife who has helped me to to be a better father, to connect better emotionally, uh, not just with her, but also with my children, because uh, I'm not wired that way. Uh, I'm too logical for her, uh, but yet uh, it's a partnership, so she, she, she highlights my blind spots, even when it hurts. She watches my six o'clock and she creates opportunities for me to bond better with my kids, to relate to them emotionally. So she feels that gets for me and gives me that space to grow and to learn how to do the same thing. And I'm fully thankful. I, I could never be a dad for life a dad for life without the support of my wife, without the grace that she has given me, without the kind of support that she has provided for me to better connect and to understand my children emotionally. I love shows that leave me with a warm feeling. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle. (laughs) Great speaking with you. Brian Tan is CEO for the Centre for Fathering, CEO for Dads for Life and the Moms for Life movements as well. You can check all that out online and see how that can support you in your journey as a mom or a dad. We've been looking at financial planning tips from the perspective of a dad this morning. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.